Grab a drink and have a seat. It's time to chat with the hottest new artists and songwriters around. This is Backport Sippin' with Lindsay. What's up, Back Porch Sippin' fam? Real quick, want to say a very big thank you to everybody that has reached out, sent well wishes or prayers. I greatly appreciate it. For those that don't know, I had to have surgery on my leg a couple weeks ago, and it's been uh, very difficult for somebody that doesn't know how to slow down and just take a break. I've been using a walker, learning to rewalk, and you know, being being in bed and resting a lot. So it's been very difficult, and I appreciate everybody's patience through this time. I'm so happy that we're able to get a new episode out to you guys. Again, thank you for waiting and being patient. This week's episode is going to be a really cool one. I found this guy on TikTok, and if you are like me, he's probably come across your For You page. I'm telling you, he's going to be a star. (laughs) And I'm so happy we were able to get him on the podcast here in the early stages of his career. This week, we're talking with Lathan Bryant. So why don't you kind of just take us back to like the beginning? Like, Where did your story start? How'd you get tied up in music? All that stuff. Usually the short and sweet answer is I didn't have much of a choice getting into music. Growing up, I had a pretty rough childhood and music was kind of something that always held me, my dad and my brother together because my dad was in several bands, bluegrass bands, rock bands, country bands, all types of stuff. When I was about eight, we got real close and I wanted him to teach me how to play guitar and he didn't have too much time on his hands working and everything. So he taught me a few chords. I kind of took it from there and watched what he did when he would play mm-hmm. and uh, kind of taught myself, learned from him, learned from other people that surrounded me, his band members and stuff. I was just kind of always there. And I remember my mom got me an iPod when I was like maybe 10 or 11. And all I did was watch YouTube on how to play stuff. <laughs> and I wasn't really genre based then. I was really focused on acoustic guitar. So I was watching people like Sean Mendez and Ed Sheeran and stuff like that. Once I kind of got guitar down, I started focusing on lyrics and I realized like I got stories like that. Once I grew up a little bit, I had some stories like that that maybe people could relate to. So I started writing songs. Music was never really a forefront necessarily. It wasn't something I dreamed of doing, I guess. So it was kind of on the back burner. I remember I was 15, I think. And I had just met a great group of guys that I started hanging out with in high school. We went to this bonfire and someone had an old cheap guitar. I was just playing campfire songs that everyone knew. They thought it was like the coolest thing in the world. And they asked if I have any originals. I'm like, yeah, I got some originals. (laughs) They're pretty sad, though. I don't know if y'all want to hear them, but they wanted to hear them. So I played it. They absolutely enjoyed it. And that was probably the best feeling I've ever felt in my life. People listen to my own lyrics, my own story. enjoying it find something to relate to in it so i stuck with it i stopped caring as much about school because i grew up pretty poor so school was like everything to me i wanted an academic scholarship and everything so i eventually stopped caring as much about that and i started doing music started doing social media and stuff and i posted a video of a tyler childers cover in august of 2021, so last year, it got like 600,000 views. And I'm like, okay, now's the time to get my own music recorded. But I had no clue what I was doing. I ended up getting a job as a landscaper when I turned, no, it was before I turned 18. It was early June when I was like 17. And I met this guy named Jacob. I still work with him. He heard some of my music and told me like, why are you not famous? (laughs) (laughs) I have no clue what I'm doing. I don't have anyone on my side. I just have some followers on social media. 
he told me he was going to like build me a booth to record some acoustic songs. And when people say stuff like that, you know, you just, that ain't going to happen. But damn, if it didn't, he cleaned out an old tobacco barn that was on his property, told me tomorrow we're going to go to Guitar Center on lunch and you're going to have to buy a lot of equipment. That was the most expensive lunch I've ever bought. <laughs> Lots of cables, mics, all that jazz. And we hopped in there and I recorded nine songs and had that out December 17th of 21. I gained a little bit of traction off of that, but I posted the first verse and chorus to Six Feet, my biggest song on TikTok. It got like 20,000 likes and I had never had anything like that on an original song of mine. So I hopped in the studio again for that one. I set a release date for January 14th and I announced it to everyone and I listened back to what I had after I had posted and announced my release date. I didn't like it. It just wasn't hitting for me. It speed up and slowed down. It was pretty out of time. So I went back and recorded it three days before wow. it released and I don't know how it made it into every store in three days but it was on Apple Music, Spotify and everything that Friday. It got like 4,000 streams and that ain't a lot to most people but to some Someone that still, I don't know what I'm doing. I was just like, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. And wow. here we are. Yeah, that's crazy. I feel like I'm a lot like your friend. You know, I found you on TikTok and I messaged you and was like, man, what is your deal? Like, <laughs> you're going to be something. So I, that's. I appreciated you reaching out. I somehow ended up with this house at 18 and two vehicles. So I got to have a full time job to pay bills and whatnot. So yeah, I can't fair enough. really tour and do what all the other artists are doing right now. But I'm hoping to get to that point soon. Yeah. So when you hopped on TikTok for the very first time back in 2020, did you ever think two years later that you would have as many followers as you do? Not in the slightest. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. Whenever I started out, TikTok used to do a thing uh, where they'd boost like your first five videos. I think I posted Thinking Out Loud as the first video I ever did. And it got like maybe six, 700 views. And, and I thought it was amazing. But after those first five videos, it was just like 100 views views, 20 likes or whatever. And I mean, but I, I just kept going and that video in August, I mean, it, I probably cried so many times, just like being overwhelmed, but absolutely mm. loving the process of talking to all these people and them enjoying my music, whether it was a cover or not. So when you're on TikTok and you post these covers, what kind of comes to mind when you think of like your favorite song to cover or favorite artist to cover? Tyler Childers will always be my favorite artist to cover. I mean this in the least cocky way possible. <laughs> I see so many people cover Childers songs and I'm all about making a song your own when you cover something. But I see a lot of people and I, I can tell they're trying to play it spot on. I think I've maybe seen two people ever play Lady May correctly or Bottles and Bibles correctly. Mm -hmm. And that's something I've always strided to do is that's what I get from my dad watching him play bluegrass growing up and folk music is the train rhythm is what most people call it. I've always enjoyed playing him because most people can't do it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm guessing Tyler is probably an artist that you look up to, but do you have any others that kind of come to mind? My favorite artist is Cody Johnson for sure, because he's mainstream now, I guess you could say, and he's stuck to his roots. That's something I envy because that's exactly what I want to do. I don't want some label telling me what I can and can't do do alan jackson love alan jackson he's the king in my opinion sorry george Strait. 
Mike Ryan writes some amazing songs. He's someone I, I definitely look up to. When it comes to the more folky side of things, definitely Childers is number one for me. Him and probably Sturgill. Yeah. Very cool. You kind of remind me of Zach Bryan. Do I? Your voice. I get that sometimes and I take that as a compliment because he's yeah. <laughs> the biggest artist right now, but I just, I don't hear it, but I well, appreciate I, it. I do. <laughs> You're from North Carolina, from a big town, small town. I'm originally from Yanceyville in Caswell County and it is the most backwoods place you've ever seen. I've never seen a more rundown backwoods, just <laughs> hick town than that. And I've only gone back there a handful of times, but every time it looks exactly how it did 19 years ago. Yeah. My mom and dad, when they were still together, moved us to Brown Summit. It's a strip town, really. It's like two roads. That's all it is. It's real small. Now that I moved out, I live in McLeansville, which is the next town over. It's another strip town. It's McLeansville Road. And that's all it is. Small town guy for sure. <laughs> so have you ever thought about making a trip out to Nashville and trying to meet people to co-write with or anything I was like waiting. that? Until I got on this podcast to tell you this, I'm coming over there Friday. Really? Very exciting. With, uh, the guy that I co-wrote Hometown Hookup with, Cooper James, he's based in Nebraska. Wes Holmes, he's based here in North Carolina. And we're meeting up with Will Colon, Joshua Quimby, and a few other guys. I actually started a group chat of writers, I don't know, maybe four or five months ago. And I started it with Evan Honer, mostly TikTok artists and stuff. And mm. I mean, it filled up real quick. I mean, we got Logan Jenkins in there. He's probably the biggest right now. Andrew Montana. And we were trying to get everyone to go, but that's an expensive Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> 20 people. Yeah. That's a lot of money that I ain't got. So that did not happen. Man. So coming to Nashville and you're only 19. <laughs> Man. It's going to be a little little different, but my oh, first yeah, trip sure. to town, I was only 19 as well. It blew me I, away. <laughs> I've never been to a big city before, ever. That's how I was. When I came here, I was just like, man, I really, I really want to make it out there. And so I came for my last spring break trip all by myself. Wouldn't recommend that. Yeah. My mom was like, what in the hell? <laughs> so... I got to town. It was the craziest thing. I'm from a very like small town too, mm. back at home in Missouri. This was like the biggest town I'd ever been to. And I thought like there was nothing bigger than Nashville. Like I was like, oh, this is so cool. I'm like so, so overwhelmed, but it's so fun. Like you'll love it. It's a good city. I'm not sure how I'll take it, but it'll be a good time for sure. Me and my co-writer on Hometown Hookup. I've never met him in person. He lives in uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Oh, wow. He's like number one best friend on Snapchat. Like <laughs> we're best friends. I ain't never even met him before, but Friday's going to be awesome day. That's awesome. That's going to be so much fun. So let's talk about Hometown Hookup. That is your latest single that you just put out. You just mentioned that you'd actually never met your co-writer like face to face. So was that a Zoom ride or how'd that look? Dustin hit me up November last year. He he added me off of TikTok. I always put my Snapchat in my TikTok bio because I I wish I had the advice that I can give now. 
basically. So I've always wanted songwriters to hit me up and try to help them the best I can. And he hit me up. I snapped him or I, I only responded to him like once a day because I didn't really know who he was. And mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily a priority. I know that sounds wrong, but I just I had so much going on. He kept sending me these songs and I'd listen to them and I couldn't. I've never really paid attention to someone else's lyrics when I haven't heard the song, I guess. And so I could never hear the melody behind it. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is some poetry. Like this dude can write. And I've never I've never heard of this dude before. I'm like, he can freaking write. He kept sending me these songs and I, I'd help him tweak it a little bit. There were a few parts for sure that I put a little Lathan Bryan on to help him out. He always wanted me to write on one of his songs. And the past year, I've done nothing but focus on my music when I get off of work. I never really had the time to do that, but I started writing Hometown Hookup and I had the first verse and the chorus. I didn't even have a melody for it. I was all over the place with it. And I hit him up and I'm like, he's going to be the guy that puts the second verse on this song for sure. Like he can write poetry. He's amazing. So I hit him up. I said, do you want to write on this song? And he's just like, oh my gosh, no way. And I'm like, it's very weird being treated like a celebrity, quote, quote, because I'm not. I'm a nobody. I still work a job like everyone else does. But he made it weird for sure. But we hopped on a FaceTime and I've never written a song with anyone. We hopped on FaceTime. I think we talked for eight hours and didn't write a single lyric of the song. And I realized how alike we were. I'm just like, this dude's going to be more than a co-writer. He's going to be like my best friend. (laughs) The next day we started writing. He instantly like with the first two lines of the second verse. And I'm just like jaw drop, like by how great it was. It just, it fits the vibe of the song. It's kind of like dark and silly. I guess you could say it just fit it so well. And he finished his second verse and I didn't tweak it at all. He did actually tweak my chorus though. I mean, he did nothing but make the song better. We Mm -hmm. wrote the bridge together. I went to the studio with it and I, every day I'd call him and give him an update and like send him a new mix and he was just blown away by it. It's been really, really, really fun working with him. What's it been like seeing the reaction from fans on that song? Because I know you posted clips on TikTok and Instagram and everything like that. So what was it like when they got to hear the full? So when it came to the promotion, obviously I don't have like an agency to funnel money in anything. So I, I did constant TikTok promotion. I probably posted 15 videos for it within a month. And I could never get anything to gain traction. Maybe people just don't care about the song. I don't know. But I couldn't get any video to do anything. And I think it's because of the word hookup on TikTok. And TikTok's iffy about things like that. So I have not had a single person tell me that they dislike the song or would change anything about it. Everyone has added Dustin off of my stories, my Instagram, my Snapchat, and in my TikTok comments. And everyone's told him the same thing. And like, I'm super proud of him. People love his verse and people have been shouting him out and everything. So the reaction that I've gotten has been immaculate. Like, I haven't heard anything bad about it. (laughs) That's the best answer answer right there. So I know you mentioned once you get off work during your like day job, you come home and you immediately start working on music. What are you working on? Can you share any details behind the new music you're working on? Right now, I'm working on two songs. One song is called Why Called. It is very, very, very sad. I posted it on TikTok and it got 
like 40,000 likes. So that's the biggest original I've ever had on TikTok. So as soon as that happened, I jumped it. I actually dropped the other song I was doing for now. Everyone in the comments of that told me to leave it acoustic. I was just going to set my mic in front of me and do a, do a playthrough of it. And I did that. And I don't know. I just figured I'd give it a little bit more. So we're adding fiddle to it, which is something I've never worked with personally. It'll bring tears to your eyes. <laughs> it is yeah. very, very, very sad. And it's very beautiful. Uh, the other song we're working on is a reimagination of Me, My Guitar in a Bar, which I released on my first EP in, that might have been 2020. Me, My Guitar in a Bar was my favorite song ever written. And it's a very true story that I wrote it about. I feel like that deserves my full band behind it, for sure. I started tracking out acoustics for it and some vocals, and I sent it to my producer. And he's done a little bit of work on it, but as soon as Why I Called blew up, we both mutually thought that we should you know, jump on that first. So that's what we're working on right now. Which I'm very glad to hear, because <laughs> everybody listening, that is the first video that I've seen of you. And really? I was like, yeah, I was, I was blown away, like completely blown away. I was just like, what is, who, who is this? First off, who is this guy? I am a sucker for any sad song. If you can make me cry, done. I'm your guy. I got, I got plenty of sad music. I don't think I have a single happy song. I really don't. <laughs> I, no, I'm serious. I don't think I have an happy song. Well, I like that. I don't know if everybody else sometimes. does. <laughs> so what do your parents think about mainly like what's what's your dad think? Because you've kind of fallen, you know, his footsteps. So what do they kind of think when they see how far you've come in your music journey when it's only been, you know, a short time? My dad, he's still pushing me every day. He's very proud of me, but he always tells me like this ain't the end you, mm -hmm. you haven't made it yet and he shares it all of his friends and all his old bandmates and stuff and they all like it and he keeps pushing me actually my full studio is in our old jam room at his house oh that's cool he, he gets to hear everything in the process and probably be very annoyed by hearing the same <laughs> song like 30,000 times my mom is just like blown away she, she mm -hmm. doesn't really know anything about music or the industry mm -hmm. or anything so she's just like my baby boy is yeah <laughs> Famous or whatever, because I got 50,000 <laughs> followers on TikTok. So it's great that m both my parents support me. It really yeah. is. That's what I need the most, my friends and family to support me. And all of them do. So I'm very blessed to have that. Definitely. I mean, you can't ask for more. This industry, it will definitely eat you alive. So oh, sure. you got to have a good, good support system to, to make it through to the other side. So speaking of those followers on TikTok and on Instagram and across all social media, platforms, where can everybody kind of find you online that's listening now? Lathan Bryant underscore on TikTok. Lathan Bryant on Snapchat, Lathan Bryant on Instagram. That's the main three. Well, Lathan, if you're up for it, I would love to hear you play a song. Sure thing. I'll play Hometown Hookup because it's fresh. Perfect. Cause I'm her hometown 
Cause I'm her own town hooker And we don't talk about love Just fool around for a couple days And then she's on her way I'm her own town hooker Guess we're riding down south Just ain't enough That's alright by me Cause I get to be her own town hooker Lathan Bryant's latest single, Hometown Hookup. It is available everywhere. Go stream it, buy it, all the good stuff. (laughs) So when you're writing songs, where do you kind of get the ideas? Usually from breakups. Yeah. (laughs) Mainly one, and she knows that. Anything that I can find in my past that I feel like someone could relate to, maybe someone in that same situation could uh, use what I needed at that time, which was music. Music's always kind of, I always say music saved my life because there's multiple cases where I just felt completely worthless after something happened. And Mm -hmm. the first thing I did was turn to my guitar and a notebook. I hope people can find something to relate to and make them feel like they're not alone. Yeah, that's really such a good answer because when people always ask me, like, why are you so obsessed with breakup songs or sad songs? I'm always <laughs> like, because I need to know that someone else's heart got ripped out like mine did. <laughs> like, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Well, before we wrap up the interview, going to end on kind of just a fun, silly note. So one meal for the rest of your life. What are you going to go with? Can it be like multiple things in one meal? Yeah. Yeah. All right. An entire California pizza kitchen, Sicilian pizza and a New York strip marinated for like three days and cooked by my dad. Okay. Fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So we we know now we're coming to your dad's house for a cookout. For sure. Well, Lathan, it has been a pleasure getting to hear your story. And I stand by what I said in my very first email to you. You have got it. I know for a fact you're going to make it. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Thanks for listening to Back Porch Sipping with Lindsay. Subscribe now to stay up to date and hear new episodes first. Be sure to like and follow us at Back Porch Sipping POD.